Welcome to this week's episode of Whiskey and Mash. This week's episode of Whiskey and Mash, I am Chris Pullen. And I am Gloria Ackerman. And this week we'll be talking about season... <laughs> I can talk Season some t- 7. Episode 1, <laughs> Commander Pierce, thank you. And Season 7, Episode 2, Peace on Us. I'd like to help you once I, can, I appreciate that. <laughs> Sometimes I have trouble talking, apparently. Commander Pierce, let's just get right into it. Yes. It's basically what it's about. Um... We, they switched generals to General Embry. Yes. Embry. And um, so the new general wants to meet all the commanding officers. Colonel Potter sent away. He went to put Winchester in charge, but he has a terrible sinus infection, so wasn't able to take over. So guess who got to be commander for the week? Pierce. Mm-hmm. And um, this episode is kind of about how he handled that, which he thought was going to be a breeze. Hmm. Well, he, yeah. Prize, prize. It wasn't. <laughs> he tried to make it a breeze. <laughs> Radar wouldn't let him. <laughs> and poor Radar kind of got yeah. the brunt of that. Yeah. I uh, love how this episode started, though. That That's yeah. basically the synopsis of yeah. the episode. But yeah. the episode started with Radar running into Colonel Potter's room, mm. trying to uh. wake him up. And he heard him laughing, so he thought he was awake. Oh, good, Colonel. You're awake. I didn't want to... Colonel? Ah! He's... <laughs> <laughs> Him. He was having a dream where Mildred had Honeycutt's mustache, and it was, and he's like, "Why was that so funny, sir?" And he said, "It, it tickled." <laughs> Maybe if she waxed it. <laughs> I just thought uh, I I couldn't stop laughing at the beginning, and it was silly, but I guess that was the mood I was in. Um, by the way, you know it, Potter's comment, you know in. In modern screenplay, you might get where they just introduce a character attribute like that and then keep moving on, but the production code on this episode was 404, so I'm guessing that like when they filmed it, you know, it was the fourth episode that they filmed, oh. and so people already know about BJ's mustache. We don't need to make a comment about it. Colonel Potter can just say BJ's mustache and going forward... But actually... This is the first episode of the series that BJ has a mustache. At the end of the last season, he didn't. So, it's we don't see BJ until after Colonel Potter makes that comment. So, it's just one of those issues where I don't think they paid attention to... Details. Yeah. And, and where what order they ran them in. Yeah. I was actually surprised when I saw BJ this episode because he was very scruffy. It wasn't just the mustache. Yeah. He had, like, full beard almost, where you always think of him as the the clean and proper one. Mm-hmm. And I guess um, Hawkeye is more the scruffy. Yeah. I, I do think they both had a little scruff in this episode, and definitely in the next one, they're a lot... Scruffier. Yeah. Furrier. It's like, you guys need to shave, and that comes up. But, um, yeah, it it's BJ's mustache. It's just starting, so it's not the full-blown... <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, long one that we get to know. But it's starting, and quite frankly, I like 
uh, Mike Farrell's look with it better than without it. I like it without. I like, oh. I like it without. I like it both, actually, but I think there's times for both. Yeah, I, I think kind of like I'm a Doctor Who fan, too, and the saying there is you never forget your first Doctor. And as far as the characters go, I think I really started watching this show... Uh, in the later seasons. Oh, so that was how you knew him. That's how With I knew BJ. And his mustache. Because really, there is only, you know, what, one or two seasons where he doesn't have the mustache. And That's then true. There's far more with him with the mustache. So yeah, I knew Dr. BJ <laughs> with the mustache. So that's my Dr. BJ. That but, makes sense. Yeah. Um, and he looks good with both. Mm, so. He does. No, he does. But, yeah, you can, I think the mustache, and I think BJ's hair gets longer here, too. And um, I think that's the influence of the 70s really starting to show itself. Right. you know, when was this? This was aired 1978, so this was the latter half of the 70s. Everyone had the long hair. And I, I think that was really the 70s. Yeah. Influencing the style of the show because, like, in the what next, what are the age differences between Hawkeye and Pierce? Like, in real uh, life, um, you mean Hawkeye and BJ and BJ, just yes. because so, yeah, sorry. I'm just wondering because, like, Hawkeye doesn't really change, like, he keeps his same hair, it, and, it and if you're older, you would, and it grays, it does gray. Where BJ, I think, is younger in real life and therefore mm-hmm. takes on his own. Well, and you know, we do know that BJ is a younger doctor because right. he he uh, when he came, he said he basically came out oh, of residency right, right into boot camp and then over to Korea. And whereas uh, Hawkeye had been doctoring for a while and then got drafted and came over. So yeah, so mm-hmm. I mean, so you see the difference age makes where mm-hmm. one stays and one grows. Because mm-hmm. you have to find out who you are. Yeah. It takes a, a it long takes time a to figure out who you are. Yeah. And even for the characters. Um, but yeah, we, as far as the episode itself goes, yeah, we definitely, <laughs> the shoe's on the other foot. And it's a really fun episode for that reason. I, I love it for that because... He went in, laid on Colonel Potter's desk and said, just ignore me, cl- close the shades, don't give me anything. And I was like, no. This is a job. Mm-hmm. And Pierce thought he could just slough it off. I mean, it's a week yeah. or two. You know, yeah. I can just slough it off. Well, you can't. This mm-hmm. stuff needs to be done. You need the blankets or the people don't stay warm. You need... I mean, everyone Everything. came to talk to him about yeah. something. Um, Klinger, the most, I realized in this episode. <laughs> Poor Klinger, when does he sleep? Because I... <laughs> first he came in dressed looking for his, um, you know as he would anyone that comes in new he's going to try to get out of the army mm-hmm. then he's working as a nurse in in post op then he's working in the kitchen and i'm sure like you said last week probably kp yeah um because you know he did something to tick off the colonel so now he's on kp and yeah we see him in like four or five different outfits including a full like nurse out of it right that's what he was in our with a cape and everything 
I mean... And outfits I would like to wear. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, from that era, and they... They're very nice outfits. Yeah, very well done. I mean, as far as that goes, like, there's... He's an upper-class woman because he has the fur coats and he has the hats with the feathers. Which is really great because when he's leaning and talking to Captain Pierce as commander with his feet up, he has this hat on with what I can only describe as, like, a Dr. Seuss who... Oh, like yeah. hair going on because it just like it's a bunch of strands that go up and kind of fold down. It's really down. cool. I liked it. And I've got to think that it wasn't part of the script, but they come down and they're like in Pierce's face, and so Pierce <laughs> blows a few of them out of the way. And I've got to think that was Alan Alda in the moment. I think I think we get it was just like yeah, no, that's perfectly in character for both of them. But as the episode goes along, we see Hawkeye realize that he has to be in charge. He has to do the job. In OR, there's a point where uh, BJ runs off without telling Pierce to an aid station. Well, one guy came in and he's like, hey, my buddy's hurt worse than I am. This is a leg wound, but he's hurt and they're saying that he doesn't need help. And the because battalion, there wasn't blood. And the battalion aid surgeon was killed, so there's no surgeon up there to do proper triage on these guys. And so BJ just takes off. That's not SOP. Radar says that. Um, you're supposed to check in with the commander and see, because Hawkeye gets a call, and a whole... Uh, Slew pl- choppers are coming in. Yeah, a whole platoon got hit. They're coming in. So they're down the colonel, they're down BJ... And at this point, MASH doesn't have all these extra surgeons. And they're kind of down Winchester because he has um, a sinus infection. So yeah. he's there, but not... Not at full fully, cap- not a, Right, not at full capacity. So yeah. it's basically BJ by himself with half... Okay. Know, or, <laughs> I'll get him You're straight, doing, I promise. You're trying, I'll give you... <laughs> yeah, it's Hawkeye basically by himself. And with Margaret, who... I have to say this, looks great yeah. in season oh, seven. Yeah. She looks fabulous. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a completely new Margaret, and you can see it in her face. Like, mm-hmm. even when she's crabby yeah. Margaret or whatever, she has a glow about her. Yeah, this is the... She's f- healthy. To me, this is the physical transformation that is the, the final part of what we started to see back in season three with Margaret, and that's that's the character transformation you know where she started to grow out of this dependency on frank as as her other half where she started to grow into her own person where she started to become confident margaret and take charge margaret and not just a joke right and I would love to see her hair up with this new physique because i think she would look fabulous see and i think (laughs) With her new attitude, her new everything. She'll never have. Right? I don't think it would work. I don't think it would all. work. I just wanted to see it. <laughs> yeah, and that's... Because... And that's... again, I first saw Major Houlihan in the later seasons when she never had her hair up. Oh, so... When so I, okay. When I watched the first few seasons, that is super weird when she has the whole... And when she has a bun, you know that she is... Margaret. Yeah. The, and when her hair's down, she gets to be Margaret. Yeah, it's Major Houlihan and Margaret. And this is Margaret. And I love it. 
Uh, it's it's great. She has a bounce in her step. Yeah, like, she really does. And, and, and we all know that from the times in our lives when we're healthy and unhealthy. And mm-hmm. Yeah, she is. And it, it gets better. The first part of the season here is a little rough on her, and we'll get oh, to I that. Bad for her, yeah. But uh, she is. It. She looks amazing. It's a different Margaret. I love this Margaret. And uh, in OR, after this session where it was just a sick Winchester and Hawkeye being surgeons... Margaret says, I don't believe what I'm hearing. Since when did you join the army? Because he's he's Commander Pierce. And he's like, I want quiet in the OR. Yeah, I'm and... Like, um, like, him? Yeah, and uh, Mar- uh, Hawkeye replies to Margaret, since it was left to me, Margaret says, if only Frank Burns could see you now. It isn't okay. so easy to be the clown when you have to run the circus, is it? <sighs> Hawkeye says, are you finished? And then... My favorite line between them in this episode, uh, Margaret, just one more thing. Permission to say serves you right, which it does. And Hawkeye says, permission denied, dismissed. (laughs) But it's really Hawkeye getting a taste of his own medicine. Because he he stops being able to be the clown. I'm curious to see who directed this one when we get to that. Just because... uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very... He needed this lesson. He did. He should have had it sooner, but I'm glad that he got it. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Um, what else? Uh, BJ comes back. Hawkeye and BJ have a falling out, which is unfortunate, but then Colonel Potter arrives back and tries to help patch them up, patch up their relationship. alcohol. (laughs) Whiskey. And he almost has them back to being friends. And then BJ makes some offhanded comment. and like, Hawkeye, oh, good to see you back. What do you mean by that? What do you mean, good to see you back? <laughs> Colonel uh, Potter just starts walking out of the swamp going, all that good whiskey, shot, shot to hell. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I love the last uh, post-commercial scene. We see Margaret, or we see Potter just furiously signing all these forms as Radar's like, I'm sorry, sir. We kind of got behind with Captain Pierce. That's all right, Radar. And so Radar is just paper after paper grabbing them out from under Colonel Potter as he's just sign, 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 Which is how Radar sign, gets some stuff sign, done. sign, sign, <laughs> sign. And it's just that. Uh, Klinger comes in. Sir, wonderful to have you back. No. My double vision is returning. No. There's a ringing in my ears. No. Had to try. (laughs) (laughs) Happy to have you back, sir. And then Margaret comes in talking about, Colonel, you have to do something about the shower situation. The men always get scheduled first, and then there's no hot water for the women. I'll look into that woman shower. (laughs) Issue, so to speak. Glad to have you back, sir. And then the last, I think it's the last line of the episode. Radar, after he's done signing everything. Radar, can you go get me a tall bicarbonate of soda? He rubs his chest, you know, like his esophagus. This place is going to drive me nuts. So he loves it. He does. Uh, the, colonel, the colonel is much more of a leadership man. He's much more used to being in charge than Hawkeye. <laughs> but I'm sure he went through his days, and you can tell yeah. that he went through his Hawkeye days mm-hmm. where he was the one that was defiant. Yeah. Because that, I think, is why he's so understanding mm-hmm. yeah you know he says when he's trying to get Hawkeye and BJ to make up he says this is the part of being a commander you need to know when to step in and when to step back 
and even as a teacher you're in charge of this is my only experience i'm sorry i'm trying to relate <laughs> that's a very good experience you know I mean, you're you're up in front of a class you're in charge of 18 to 40 kids of depending on the age range and, but yeah. you the main thing that i got out of that is you have to know which battles you're going to fight mm -hmm. and that's kind of the same thing here is you need to know when to just step back and not deal with it because you only have so much energy in a day right and when to step in and be and, and be the leader and say no no this is not going to happen this cannot happen this is the way it's going to be and to stop it because again you only have so much energy during the day and you have to choose how to spend it wisely so it's part of being a good leader it is a teacher a boss a, everything you know. yeah and um you know i yeah it was a good experience for Pierce, and I loved watching it come out on screen. Um, something that I can't remember if it was you or Laura who mentioned, but they have it in the show notes as well, was the army in the 1940s or 1950s still so anti-women that they couldn't put Margaret in charge? After all, she yeah, is a major. Because that's what I said it, because I thought, well, mm -hmm. a major should be ahead of, but... Then it automatically hit me that they would never put a woman in charge. I'm I'm guessing it's still that. Go Hill. Oh, sorry. What? Political. Go Hillary. No, we, yeah, no. You know, we were talking about putting a woman in charge. Let's keep. Yep. <laughs> we okay. get into politics sometimes, but. No, we're not. Um, but yeah, you know, it's. I think it comes down to she was a woman. She was a nurse, and who knows? You know, maybe you can make the excuse she already had enough to take care of because she would have been in charge it seems of keeping OR stocked all the supplies. And the nurses the did have problems. It's something yeah. we didn't talk about. They, yeah. they came to Margaret or actually Margaret saw them fighting because of their scheduling issues mm -hmm. and she said no no more switching schedules it's uh, the way it is and Hawkeye comes in and says I can fix this. You work a half shift and you work a half shift and you take the night off and then and you, you reverse the whole thing and it's all set. And Margaret's and like, "You be these are my nurses. Leave it out of here." Everybody thought that was a dumb plan, by the way. So, um, but yeah, it it was really neat to see that interaction with the nurses and Margaret, and then Hawkeye trying to get in the middle of it. And Margaret doing it in a way that wasn't mean, that was bossish, yes, mm -hmm. but not. She was in charge. She was in charge, but she mm. they liked her. Mm -hmm. Like. Yeah, it, it was a much... It wasn't her, them fearing her. No, it was a different relationship. It was a different relationship. It was the boss saying, you've got to do this. She is learning. Because, yeah, I I think that really comes through in the fact that they started to argue with her about it. Yes. Old Margaret, they would have oh. just accepted it yes, and done. But they felt comfortable enough to say, come on, Major, that's... No. No, yeah, we yeah. have to be able to switch, so... Yeah. You're right. Um, Only other note I really see here, and I didn't realizes so it's neat that they have it uh you can see how different the show looks starting with this season now that it's being shot on videotape instead of film oh. the colors are more vibrant the yes. image is sharper um but the the wiki the person who wrote it said but i think it makes the show look less realistic less gritty i don't know i liked it yeah i could i could feel that it was crisper mm -hmm. no, i really like it too um, I really didn't notice, but I'm not sure if that's because we have 
uh, a Blu-ray player that's up converting <laughs> to a sharper image anyway. I just felt that it was cleaner though. Yeah. And, they, and I didn't, I didn't know that. But yeah. Okay, now for the director. Okay. Um. So yeah, anything else about? No, I thought this was a great episode. Me too. Way to start the season. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good start, even though it was the fourth episode that was recorded. Uh, you know, it wasn't it wasn't shown in broadcast order. Thank you, but um, it was production code T four hundred four. Ronnie Graham wrote the teleplay and story, and Don Siegel helped with the story. The director was Burt Metcalf. Okay. And as uh, I had said, the original air date was September eighteenth, nineteen seventy eight. Guest stars included. James Lowe as Webster. He was a patient in post-op. Andrew Massett as Corporal Hugh. I don't remember what he played in this episode. Oh, he was the... Oh, the one that got hurt. The one with the leg yeah. wound. Yeah. Uh, Enid Kent as Nurse Bigelow. Jen Jordan as Nurse Baker. And Kelly Nakahara as Nurse Kelly. They were the ones who were having the discussion about the scheduling. In the mess tent, uncredited appearances by Lori Bates, uh, Lieutenant Lori, Joanne Thompson, Nurse Joanne, Gwen Farrell, and Roy Goldman. So there you go. On to Peace on Us. I love this episode. Oh my. It's <laughs> a very interesting one. You, you know, in one sense, it's really neat having these back-to-back. This was... T-401, so this would have been the first one shot for the season. But the way that these aired, you go from Pierce being very much in command and in that frame of mind, and then this, where he is back to his super irresponsible surgeon self. Basically, we hear that the peace talks that were going well don't look like they're going well so as well anymore. Uh, there was hope for a truce soon but that's not happening it's very clear that it's not happening like it should have um and then subplots on that theme margaret learns that donald got a permanent transfer to san francisco she was hoping that they could start patching up their marriage but he runs away and so this is the episode where margaret decides to divorce donald and that ends that but on the coming out of it, though, she does start to, I don't want to say grow into a different Margaret because she's there. It's just maturing that Margaret into a very self-fulfilling woman where she's no longer dependent on a man to define her in life. Like even Donald was kind of just, in my mind, um, a catalyst. She needed him there as... A mooring hitch as a sense of stability while she was doing all this other stuff I'm getting off on a tangent the other part is that and this is inaccurate as far as what I read um, the army upped the rotation points because it was getting hard to replace surgeons um, from what I read rotation points were out by the Korean War and what's more they never applied to surgeons anyway uh-huh. but Hawkeye in this episode, they say Hawkeye has the most rotation points, he's closest to going home, and then they up it on him, and so he's not going home anymore. So he sees all this. He sees wounded, he sees 
his own points going up, so they're keeping him longer. He sees Margaret's marriage falling apart. And that was a great scene, that him yeah. and Margaret and, yeah. their, and their interaction with each other. Yeah, and it was that, him realizing what this was doing to Margaret, who is very clearly a friend now, not, not just a co-worker, mm -hmm. not an antagonist. She's a friend. It affects him to the point, it's the straw that broke the camel's back. He gets in his Jeep and goes to Panmunjom, where they're holding the peace talks. So he goes, and he talks his way in and lectures all of the generals from both sides and then hot foots it out of their back to the 4077th. Which was great. Because... No one thought that he could get into the peace talks. I mean, no. What are the chances? Yeah, you shouldn't be able to. There should be enough um, red tape and and security between you and the peace talks that it shouldn't happen, but it did. When you're a doctor, you got a, a little bit more leeway, though. Especially it, if... It seems. Especially yeah. if you're Hawkeye. Especially if you're Hawkeye. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, earlier in the episode, he had said, um, I wish that there was more color. We're just all green. I want some color, like red. Not blood red, but like rosy red. Something... Because well, it began with roll call, and I think he was just fed up with the whole army situation. Mm -hmm. Like, as they did roll call at the very beginning of the show, they wheeled him... I mean, he wheeled a wheelchair so he could sit down mm -hmm. and, you know... And He's then getting they call, they call their names, like, you know, little kids. And yeah. they're like, seriously... <laughs> Here I am, you know, I'm not mm -hmm. even going to say here, because you know who I am. Yeah. So he was fed up with this whole, every morning you have to line up and get your name called, and... Yeah. Which is always hilarious to watch how small the company is when they line up for roll call, yeah. compared to how many people you see in the camp doing other stuff. It's like, there's, yeah. there's like half or a third as many people showing up for the all-staff roll call as you see during a triage but scene. But I would imagine that people have to stay on duty if you're on duty. You wouldn't come for roll call? I just... Yeah. I would still think there would be more than that. I mean, if, at the very least, you would have more nurses and more enlisted men. Yeah, you're right. Because all you see, like, like the first like, row is the senior staff, and then you have two more rows. And, there's and that's for Klinger. There's, yeah. <laughs> Klinger's in the second row. The nurses are in the third <laughs> row. There's no way that's enough. And by nurses, I mean the named ones. Right. The ones we know about. And there's got to be more. But um, anyway, yeah. Hawkeye comes back. And when they heard that he made it into the peace talks and that he got out, BJ puts together a party and they dye everything yeah. red. Everything. <laughs> their <laughs> hair, their, their mustaches, their clothes. clothes. Including Margaret's bell-bottomed pants. <laughs> you know, because the 50s. Shot in the 70s. <laughs> the late 70s. Um, they didn't put attention to detail in all areas. No. Um, but, you know, then uh, to to finish it out, to finish out the episode, they have another roll call. So it's a nice way to bookend the episode. Mm -hmm. And everybody's hungover. Because they were red the night before. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody. Even Father Mulcahy. Uh, that was funny. Klinger, or pardon me, Radar calls him, and he's like, here. Well, 
in so, spirit in only. Spirit only, yes. <laughs> Just everybody got in on it, and they needed it because you could tell this was one of those times where they were getting very wound up. Hawkeye and BJ have a lot of scruff going on. It's like a, a noon beard, or a, a ten o'clock at night shadow. I should say. I'm sorry, not a noon beard. It was so low in camp that yeah. um, Colonel oh. Potter. I'm gonna make sure I say the names. <laughs> Colonel Potter called in Hawkeye, Winchester, and BJ and said, "Sit down." And Winchester, I prefer to stand. Yeah. He's like, "Sit, Sit down." So you yeah. knew it was the the. He was being he very was, brusque. He was being, uh, and he was talking about how morale was, and we needed to put a smile on our face. You we, <laughs> if you smile, other people will smile. See, you, my, see this smile? And smile. Winchester wouldn't at first, and then he said, that's an order. And so. Winchester, like, broke a grin. There you go. See? You feel better already, don't you? <laughs> So the the whole morale was bad. So yep. it wasn't just BJ losing it. Camp mm. was kind of losing it. So yeah. whenever camp loses it, you need to have these like a big thing happen. You do, and you know you we see that <laughs> in um there in oh, I can't remember the season, but it's back with Colonel Blake. Um, where the fire? Th no, that would have been with Colonel Potter. Oh. That was another example. Um. But no, with uh, Colonel Blake, they had the little, what is it, like a picnic? Oh, yeah. For the orphans. The clam bake. They had that one, too. Oh, no. That's so, a different that's one, a too. That's a different one, too. But, but yeah, now there, I know. For there, the, there's many times there's that many. you just need to recharge the battery. Yeah, they have these little pressure releases. And like Sydney said in that episode where they had the big bonfire, um, they might have found their own medicine. They might have found the way to relieve pressure in a very controlled way. Which is what we need to do in our own lives every once in a while. But yeah. We should be able to control them. Yeah. yeah. So, um, that that's a very long synopsis of the episode, but it covers a lot of what's going on. Um, I just... It, it's so amazing to me that Hawkeye just has the chutzpah to... Just, just go. He just... It's like, I'm fed up with this crap. To hell with it. Gets in a Jeep and goes to the peace But talks. it was just the way it happened. Oh because Margaret came and she's kicking a can. And then B, you know, Hawkeye came and he kicked it back. And she kicked it. And she said, and this is what's happening with Donald. You know, I, mm -hmm. I thought we were going to talk things out. They had a meeting for a Friday where they were going to meet and talk things out. Yeah. And then Radar brought her a note saying that he's not going to make it. He's going to San Francisco. She yeah. thought it was great at first, and then she found out he did it on purpose. So yeah. she's angry. B or Hawkeye just found out about these points where he's going to have to be there longer, so he's angry, and they're yelling back and forth. You can see their friendship growing. Yeah. Because they were able to, and all of a sudden I think Hawkeye just looked at her and went, this is enough. Because he saw the sadness and the hurt. She was hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Hawkeye has a problem with other people hurting. He can handle yeah. himself hurting, yeah. but Hawkeye cannot handle... He needs to help people. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the doctor in him. Yeah. And oh, he absolutely. was... I don't even think he was doing it for himself or because of the point. He did it for Margaret. Yeah. In my opinion. No, I think you're right. Um, he saw her hurting, and he's like, I'll like, help you. Yeah, that was the last straw. That was, this has to end now. And yeah, it, it was just very interesting to watch him 
connive his way into the peace talks, still in scrubs. So that's how quickly he got out of there to go to the peace talks, how impetuous he was. And But that may have helped him because he yeah. said to one of the MPs, I need to get in right away because one of the people in the mm-hmm. has medical issues. They didn't tell me which one. So Yeah. Yeah, I just know that I'm supposed to, there's a dying man up there. Mm. And he got one of the MPs to go with him up. To- <laughs> and the MP actually even told him which one was having. Pro- oh, it's probably this guy because yeah. he's the one holding his hand on it's his. It's probably belly. General Tomlin. Yes. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. That's who it is. Yeah. So and he, he just walked walks right in. up to him. Yeah. Which one is he? The guy with the, be- the hand on his belly. Okay. I love it. He grabs that general by the wrist to take his pulse, and he grabs another general's arm for a watch, because <laughs> obviously he would have left his in a patient. Uh, so he didn't have it. So it, <laughs> and he's taking the general's pulse. Who called you? And not a minute too soon, Hawkeye replies. <laughs> Just completely walks right over top of the question. Um, but yeah, he. It, it's really interesting because he does lecture them. And at the point where he can feel, okay, my welcome has just be, uh, uh, ended. I've just, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've just outworn, what's the phrase? Worn I, my welcome. Out, yeah. He walks out. I was just he leaving anyway. Remember, yet. General, lots of buttermilk. Because he was apparently suffering from gastritis. Um, but yeah, gets back to MASH. They have this party. There's a line which I never caught why it was funny until um when they're gonna dye his hair oh, oh because okay, yeah, that he's was in fun. his scrubs with his non-red hair in and the middle everyone else was red yeah you know red streamers red lighting everything was red. was red everything was red um and so a bunch of people grab him turn him upside down and they're about to like dip dip him in this vat of dye and um he makes the comment, those of us who are about to die salute you. And it's like, okay, ah. great. You know, that's a throwback to the to the Christians being thrown to the lions. No, it was double entendre because he was getting his hair dyed. I just never put those two together. I don't know why. So, but um, it was neat. And then at the end we get Major Goss who shows up and... Uh, <laughs> Comes into the mess tent and uh, clearly looking for Hawkeye. It first of all, uh, he finds the colonel because I think he talks to the father and he says, "Where's your commanding officer?" Oh, he's the one over there the drinking with both hands. <laughs> yeah, and he was drinking with both yeah, hands. And Major goes up to him, Colonel. I'm Major Goss, and Colonel Potter like swallows. Colonel Potter, and who are you? <laughs> Major Goss from I Corps. I'm here to see Captain Pierce. And they knew right away what it was pertaining to because, oh, yeah. ah, hello, he just yeah. got back. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, it, he, he says to him, on the record, General Tomlin says, if you get within 20 miles of the peace talks, he will, quote, toss you in the stockade and throw away the key. But, off the record, he wishes that he were a crazy doctor so he could get away with a stunt like you did. And he wants a menu for yeah, his he, gastritis. So that he can get through these sessions. They're killing him. 
So Hawkeye promises to do that. It's just... It's a sad episode because you do see the fatigue and the wear that these guys are going through. Um, in recent history, you have... Okay, I'm going to relate this in what may seem like a, a not direct way. 9-11, when the towers fell, you had these rescue dogs who were trying to find living humans. And all they kept finding were pieces, right? And what... The, the dogs were getting very forlorn. They were getting very dejected over not finding anybody. And so eventually what the rescuers started doing is they would lie down in the rubble just so the dogs could find somebody who was alive. Rewind to the Korean War where all these people do day in and day out is either do nothing and think about what's coming or put people back together so that they can go back and get shot again. And that's got to wear on you. You know, just all you're doing is patching them up to go back and get shot again. Or patching them up enough so that they can go home because they're that bad off. That cannot be a good feeling. And that comes out in the last episode of the right, series. Right. Um, where I think it's Nurse Bigelow says, I just can't take it. I'm getting out of nursing. I can't take it anymore. But, you know, it, it's that same sort of thing. And the reason I bring up the 9-11 dogs is that that's something recent. Where it's, it's the most relatable thing, I think, to people who were alive in 2001. I know they said that there was, um, they did all kinds of research. And after 9-11, because it was shown so, you know, people would just sit in front of their televisions and mm -hmm. watch it and watch it and watch it and watch it. Yeah. that there was such a depression around the United States. Mm -hmm. A major, just from people who are normally, but that we put our whole lives into that. Whether we were there or not there, we were mm -hmm. there. And We all felt a part of that mm -hmm. destruction. And like you said, Hawkeye takes things personally. And when he saw Margaret hurting. When he saw Margaret hurting, when he sees all the patients hurting. I mean, there's the episode, The General's uh, Doctor... I think that's what it's called, you know, where the general wants him Personally, as his private. Yep. And the guy flatlines on the table, and Hawkeye says, don't let the bastard win. And he's talking about death. And the colonel says he takes it personally. There's a reason why Hawkeye has breakdowns during the mash, and he's, he can't be the only one. Right. So this party coming full circle, this party where they were all just letting go, and dressed in red, okay. it had to be liberating just to get everything off their it chest. It just popped in my head, too, Yeah. that what does he have to look forward to going home? Like, BJ spends his days mm. dreaming of coming home to Pig and going home to Aaron, and his Aaron. daughter, and Potter dreams even of going home to his wife, and what does Hawkeye have to go home to? His dad. His but dad. Like, I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, he doesn't have something to look forward to. He doesn't. He doesn't have a family structure back home. Right. His dad. His dad. But, yeah. But that's it. And Hawkeye's getting old. You know. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but I, I know that he's not. I know that the character isn't that old, but 
he's, he's graying. You mentioned that. Yeah. This, this season, you can see the age yeah. hitting him. Yeah. So, I mean, he's getting old. His father's getting old. He doesn't have that same structure back home to go home to. Right. And that's, again, I, I think part of it is he invests himself so heavily in his mm -hmm. work, which we see in, in the episode where... The um, nurse. With the nurse that he was engaged to during med school. She said, I, I would always be second fiddle mm -hmm. because you, your love of what you do, Comes, he does. Yep. And because he loves people. Mm -hmm. So, I, you know, I'm sure it's going to be hard for Hawkeye when he goes home. Um, but he'll probably throw himself back into it work just, at and home. And to something. But it know. won't be enough at first. Yeah. I never thought of that. That's... I'd love to see, and he's on a commercial right now, so I know he looks great. It's, I'd love to see a show. What happened to the Mash, like their their characters? Yeah, that in, would be in neat. this age. Wouldn't that be a oh, great show? I would, I would like love it. so. I would go to that movie. Like if yeah. it was a movie, mm -hmm. I would be the first one in line to buy tickets. And you know, considering we that, we should do that. The, the, no, I would love to see that. And considering that the final episode of Mash still holds you know, uh, uh, TV viewing records now going on, what is it? 50, 60, 50, a long this time. Would have, this this was 78. Like so the eighties was when it ended. So that's 20, 30 going on 40 years of TV history. That and is just to see what happened, who's still around and who isn't and what happened in their lives when they mm -hmm. went home. Oh my gosh, I would love that. Yeah, a re like like an actual MASH 4077 reunion. reunion show, like other army outfits have. Yeah, and they do. Because they talked about that in an upcoming episode where the families had a preemptive okay. um, reunion where they all got together at, um, uh, I think it was in Hotel. New York, oh, okay. where they all got together. Do you remember this? I, I remember it. But yeah. I don't remember who set it up, and yeah. I remember Radar's mom meeting Winchester's mm -hmm. family. Yeah, 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 and it was a preemptive reunion for all the families to it, get to know it each made other. Made them feel like they were part of the people that were away. Yeah, um, yeah, that. If anybody from Mash or who's an executive who's willing to look into this is listening please please make that happen before we lose any more and chris and i will episodes. come and help <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. i'm applying for a job <laughs> we'll get water we don't care <laughs> we don't care that's fine I'll, I'll empty the you know latrine yeah we'll, i don't care we'll we'll sit in the back and just like you know we'll be the gophers that's fine that's that's totally cool um but yeah i think it's um Oh, goodness. I can't remember the company that has that, uh, that, um... What's in your head right now. Yeah, that's okay. I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> the commercial you're talking about oh, with all okay. the TV doctors. Um, They're trying to get you to get some sort of physical or yeah. uh, health. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Alan Alda is in there. It's not Hawkeye. It's another it's, doctor he played. Right. But it's like ER, um, Scrubs whatever show Hawkeye was in, or Alan Alda. It's a really neat uh, commercial that you can go out there and see. And I will say, I'm saying that despite the fact that it's not for the insurance company that I work for. <laughs> it's, it's still a really neat commercial, so I highly encourage you to go out there and look for it uh, if, you, if you can. I'll try and link it. 
in the show notes. Yeah, I have to start petitioning for this. I'll have to look up online who I can email. <laughs> um, anything else about this episode? Sorry. Now that we've gotten so <laughs> off track multiple times. Peace on earth, everyone. Yeah. Um, what is peace? I wrote, what is peace, too? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, they're fighting so much for peace, but I think they kind of have it in their own little world there. It's their world for them yeah. right now. They have, they have moments of peace. Yeah. And I think the most impactful ones are the Christmas episodes. Yes. I those. Which we're going to have one soon because we've got to. <laughs> we haven't really yet, and there are at least two or three. So we only have five seasons left, folks. They're, they're coming up. And those are really neat episodes to watch. Um, shall we just end it there with yeah. this episode? Okay. Yeah. Uh, guest stars recurring cast. We have Kevin Hagen as Major Goss, Hugh Gillen as General Tomlin, uh, Michael Payne as one of the MP guards, Michael Lagardia as another MP guard, Don Cummins as another MP guard, <laughs> Rollin Moriyama as the Korean delegate that spoke during the peace talks, and Perrin Page as the driver. Uh, that that would be the driver that Major Goss came down with. Major Goss turned to him and said, you can use the latrine if you want. And the driver looked at the latrine and said, no, I'll wait. No. <laughs> so the production code was T401. Again, so, again this was the first recorded episode of the season. The writers were Ken Levine and David Isaacs. The director was Burt Metcalf. And it was originally aired September 25th, 1978. Peace on us. Thank you for putting up with this throughout <laughs> this long rambling episode. Um, this is really my favorite part of the series. Because we have the permanent cast. They're maturing. They're not... I'm not going to say that they're growing into their characters anymore. They're there. They're there. But now their characters get to mature. Like, Margaret gets to mature. This is where she starts to try other things. That old Margaret never did. Right. You know, at one point she tries to start a program with her nurses doing triage to free the doctors up for actual surgery. You know, and that's maturing Margaret. That's Margaret taking charge and doing stuff for Margaret, not for anybody else. And I love that. And that's just one example. Okay. Um, if if you've enjoyed this episode, oh, yeah. if you've yeah, I, <laughs> you're all ready to clink I'm glasses. I'm all ready to clink and and, and get going. Let, um, I think we need to tape this part, but he does such a good job. Go for it. Okay. One, two, three. So, How do you get a hold of us? So if you if you've enjoyed listening to us, if you've enjoyed this episode and you want to catch back episodes, what you can do is head to narclaninc.com. That's N-A-R-C-L-A-N-I-N-C.com. Go to the podcast section of the page. Go to the whiskey and mash page and there listed on the page are all the mp3s of our uh old episodes so you can either stream them right from the website or download them to your favorite device be that a phone or an mp3 player or your tablet or whatever if you have an old zoom that you use you can download the mp3s to there that's fine uh otherwise you can find us on itunes or your favorite podcast application just search for whiskey and mash or either of our names if you can figure out how to spell mine your name is fairly easy comparatively. People never know how to spell Pullman. They think it's like the Pullman car. No. no. Or like a pole. P-O-L-L. No. 
look in the show notes. It's P-O-H-L, Pullman. Anyway, search for the, the show name, either of our names. You should come across us out there. Uh, you can also find us on Stitcher Radio uh, and, and download the episodes there. I'm not sure how Stitcher works as far as subscribing goes, but on iTunes for podcasts, you can subscribe and get all the new episodes downloaded directly to your device every week when we release them, usually on Sunday, sometimes on Monday if I'm forgetful. And on the Narclan Inc. page, on the Whiskey and Mash page, it happens. <laughs> um, you can find two links. One of them is to our Facebook facebook.com slash whiskey and mash i'm signing with my finger as i do that yes. um you can find us on there like us and i post the synopsis for the episode over there whenever i post a new episode so you can also see when new episodes come out over there go out there like us like the episodes that you enjoy uh leave a comment let us know what you think let us know that you're out there um i the, the latest person i saw was thomas nelson Yep. Thank you for hey, liking and uh, <laughs> leaving leaving a comment out there. We appreciate that. If you do get your podcast through iTunes, you can also uh, leave us a review. Uh, the higher star review, the easier it is for other people to find us. That's another way to help us. And if you want to get in touch with us but you don't do Facebook, on the Whiskey and Mash page over on our clanning, there's also an email link. You can click on that. And we have an email. It'll come directly here to the podcast. If that's not working and you've tried, please go over to Facebook and let us know because that will definitely get to us. Um, but as far as supporting this show, if you've enjoyed the episodes, if you've enjoyed this one and you want to listen to more and you want to support us, the best way you can do that is to share the show. Share it with a friend, a family member, a coworker, someone who you think would enjoy listening to us ramble on for, oh, 30 to 50 minutes depending on the week Um, and you know and then go out and give us some feedback let us know what you think about the episodes let us know if you agree if you disagree if we hit it dead on if we were totally off 180 degrees from what the episode was really talking about because we give our best interpretation based on our love of the show and our life experience but you know there are a lot of other people in the world and we would love to hear what you think of the episode so go out there like us share us let us know what you think and with that i'm chris and i'm gloria we'll see you next time have a great day yeah it got a little off topic but no i really want to see this movie now that isn't <laughs> oh even God. around yes no absolutely that i'm if they made it even if it was a directed tv movie it would have I bet that it would be like one of the biggest, it it would probably top itself. Mm -hmm. I think so. And if it it were a movie, it would probably be a direct-to-TV movie, but even if they released it in the theaters, I'm I'm sure it would at least pay for itself. I'm sure it would. And I'm sure that, I'm sure that they could get all the actors back together to do it just because. Because I'm, you see them on like TV Land Awards or whatever. Right, and they're, they're still... always very relatable. Yeah. Like they work together for 11 years. You become family at that point. Right. I mean, you know, it, even after, like on Star Trek The Next Generation, after seven seasons, those people are still family. They still get together whenever they're in town. They, they tell you that out on right. Twitter and all that. 
Okay. It would be that? great. Have a good week, everyone. Back to work. <laughs> Bye -bye.